I've got about ten seconds to tell you how to get two-for-one tickets for top draw comedy nights near you thanks to our friends at the TV channel Dave at absoluteradio.co.uk. Also, I've got to tell you about how you can win prizes while you're there too. I've run out of time, though. Hello, and welcome to Not The Weekend Podcast. I'm Frank Skinner. I'm with um, Emily Dean and the fabulous Alan Cochran. I'm loving it. <laughs> the cockerel. It's like strangled at the end, I think, the cockerel. <laughs> anyway, so we were uh, still in Edinburgh. Old Ricky. How dare you again? Yeah, they um, apparently <laughs> cool. They used to have they used to have um, problems with the sewage system in uh, in Edinburgh. Oh, and, is that right? Uh, I'm just waiting for the producer to stop shuffling paper. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what is supposed to be a sound effect? Are we supposed to be in? Uh, it's very end of news the way she was doing that. Yeah, is, it, is, it, is, it, is it the Scrooge office? <laughs> in the sense that we're opening ledgers. <laughs> Christmas Eve. I mean, for goodness sake. Bob Cratchit. <laughs> I will in a minute. Um, <laughs> I uh, I went to a shop um, just before I left uh, London. Oh, lovely. What shop was it? It was called Around Wine. Oh, God. Now, <laughs> I try not to be around wine because obviously it's a temptation. This me. is what worries me. But it, was, it, it didn't sell wine. Oh, good. Which was... Uh, I was impressed by, as it had wine in the title of the shop. Your, manager, what, your manager's here. It's okay, John. What it was, was um, accoutrement. Mm. Oh. It was all, all the sort of accessories that one might need with wine. And oh. the blo- I spoke to the bloke in there. It's fascinating. There were a couple of fascinating characters in there. Boy, did they know about wine. Yeah, I'll bet. I've never quite... As an alcoholic, I've never understood the whole theory of wine as a hobby. <laughs> you know, I never... I never th- Thunderbird as a hobby was something that no one ever discussed no. on waste ground in the West Midlands. <laughs> and anyway, I went in there, and uh, they, uh, their big thing is the decanter. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Oh, God, they had some decanters. Crystal. Like, like you wouldn't believe. I've told you not to call me that when I'm off stage. <laughs> <laughs> um, they had one called... It was, it was a, like a coil... Like, like a cobra. It's coiled oh. at the bottom about three times, and then it rose up, and then it, uh, the head sort of opened out so you could pour out of it. Oh, he I said like it's called it's called Eve. He said, oh, "You see right. that the snake and yeah." And I said it, it'd be more apt. I said for as for cider. Mm. Yeah, he just looked straight through me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm, I could he have been made of steam the he way he looked at me. Only wine. He wouldn't. He wouldn't eat. He, he wouldn't entertain other drinks. He won't entertain a joke about uh, an apple-based alcohol. <laughs> if I could have tried a Perry, but I'd, I'd given up by then. And he was. We we spoke about. I know nothing about wine, but we 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 chatted about it. Um, I I asked what a decanter was for. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And he said, well, a lot of people, he said, say that people don't decant anymore. I said, I can assure you I've never said that. <laughs> he, said, um, he said, because they don't, they don't get the bits in the modern wines. Because that's yeah. what the people used to decant. You used to leave the bottom half inch in oh. the bottle and there was silt. Yeah. And um, he was saying, uh, oh, the bits, the bits. My, my manager said to me, he said, the bits, he said, they come with age. Mm-hmm. Well, well he should I've, know. I've, yeah, <laughs> I hadn't noticed, but because once you brought it up, I couldn't look at anything else. <laughs> <laughs> but it was a whole. It, I was fascinated by the place, and he was telling me that uh, he was on about. He said, "You're not thinking of uh, opening your own vineyard or putting your name to a vineyard." He said, mm-hmm. and apparently, this is the new celebrity thing. I wasn't aware of. It's the celebrity wine. 
Oh, Cliff Richard, yeah. Cliff Richard. Is he one mm. of them? He loves yeah. a tipple. He mentioned Cliff Richard as an example with oh, a, a, a hint of sneer. It, it could have been a facial tick. I didn't ring it up. <laughs> Mick Hocknell has just... Now, Mick Hocknell has only gone into wine for the pod, hasn't he? He's only gone in so he can call it Simply Red. I, I oh, would, yeah! I would bet a thousand... You know when the pond comes before... You might remember Winton Wonderland, the TV programme. Mm. Uh-huh. The only way Dale Winton ever got a chat show was someone thought, Winton Wonderland, that's good, isn't it? Walking in a Winton Wonderland. That's it. That got him that show. Mm-hmm. If you can think of a good pun, anyone listening at home now, I don't care if you're a postman, if you can think of a good pun for a TV show with your name in it, I bet you it gets commissioned. <laughs> Nevertheless... Um, <laughs> so, so Hucknall's opened a vineyard. That, yeah. can, that can only end in tears. Now, because it looks when you see it, when after he drinks it, you think, oh, it must have been a bit vinegary. <laughs> <laughs> well, his entire face has collapsed. Exactly, his face collapsed some years ago. His face, funnily enough, is simply red. <laughs> <laughs> he is. I think him and Sir Alex Ferguson have both lost small personal items in a blast service, a blast furnace, <laughs> and they have to have a look in. I'll just just check this. What? It's a bit warm in there. <laughs> that was my big hot nor pressure. I'm working on it, you know. But it's interesting. There's an entire shop just devoted to the, as you say, the accoutrement yeah. of a hobby, essentially. Well, I was thinking of because um, someone was telling me that um, for the for the purposes of the Olympics, Hackney Wick in London is going to be known as East Wick. What? Oh. For various reasons. And East, apparently the local residents don't like it. Eastwick, me and my two friends will get ourselves down there. Well, exactly. Yeah. The local residents are complaining yeah. they'll get their legs pulled, especially the ladies of a certain age, about the witches mm. of Eastwick. Mm-hmm. And I thought, you know, I've half a mind to open a watch shop there. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, thank. Because it's such, I mean, watches of Eastwick, you couldn't resist it. Could <laughs> you? It's very good. I like that. That's a definite business opportunity. And then again, on the, on the subject of accoutrement, I mean, mm. I'm, I'm on a roll now. Um, mm-hmm. my, my manager was telling me that people who collect watches often mm. get a kind of a false arm that they keep at home, oh, which vibrates yeah, every now and thing. again. Yeah, yeah. And you put all your watches on it. And you know your watches, they don't have the winder-uppers anymore. They, they need mm-hmm. a bit of movement. Mm. And it's so if you don't wear one for a couple of weeks, this 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 false arm will keep. Keeps is it. that right? Yeah, it's like a little rocking cradle thing next to your bed as well, isn't it? Apparently, next to your bed. Apparently, what? Oh, I don't like the you... sound of that next to your bed. Oh, we no, don't have to what? put it next to your bed. Put it in the kitchen or the garage if you want. I don't want it next to the bed. <laughs> what about when I'm reaching out for me Ribena in the darkness? <laughs> <laughs> you know, when you wake up with a thirst on, you well, think, "Where's that goblet? Oh my god, I've, I've knocked a, a golden hunter off its <laughs> off its swing." Well, they still know what time you. Thirsty, well, I know, but if it, you know, sometimes the door springs open on them and you get a small <laughs> tune played. <laughs> Lara's theme, I think, was the last one I had. And you know, the theme from Dr. Zhivago. Mm. <laughs> it was a bit slow. Mm. <laughs> so I, I, he said to me, this guy in the shop, he said, The thing is with people, he said, they like, they like a hobby that, they, that gives them an excuse to collect stuff. Yeah. He says people love to collect. And I was saying, as a ukulele player, I don't know anyone who plays ukulele who owns one ukulele. Right. Once you got one, mm. it's a bit like uh, Pringles. Once you pop, you can't stop. <laughs> yeah. And is that because the ukulele's small enough to not be a pain to carry at home when you buy a new one? And they're, they're reasonably 
sort of priced. You can buy one and not feel like you've been really naughty, I guess. Yeah, and so. you're right. Stuff needs... It's good if it's portable. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I wouldn't want to get into collecting, say, steel bridges from the 19th century. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This is the big allure of golf, isn't it? This is why... I mean, I, there's no other allure of golf for me, but they... They're never stuck for a present, golf fans. No, they, true. You know, if if you know a golf fan, they're always happy with like the Leslie Nielsen funny video about golf or or things like tea a, or some a golf ball that the top comes off it and you can put your golf <laughs> links in it. Yeah, or an egg cup in the shape of a golf ball. I mean, we could go through every bit of golf paraphernalia. Yeah, you know, some some I think are real. Some well, who can tell what what we're making up. <laughs> that's and that's what worries me about better. having a hobby. I've never really had a hobby. I had smoking briefly in the 90s. Mm. <laughs> Since then, smoking comes yeah. with a whole array yeah, of yeah. accoutrements. Oh, yeah. Nice oh, downhill yeah. lighter. Yeah, different types of lighter. And I mean, if, well, let's mm-hmm. not go into pipes. I think I've my, discussed this before. My father-in-law's mm. a cigar man. He's uh, very easy to buy Well, for he's got the small guillotine, of course. And, yep. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> and a little uh, pouch, some thing for the whatever it is <laughs> i should like that sounds I, a bit pete doherty what's yeah, that I don't pay him a lot of attention what i'd like is a doll's house of the palace of versailles with all the attendant characters mm. and then bring in the cigar guillotine <laughs> for the reign of terror <laughs> <laughs> and the last one to go would be a cigar in which one celebrates the rise of the republic what a lovely <laughs> afternoon in that would be in a, in a french history theme well, it's uh, it's probably going to be a rainy <laughs> festival, so you could yeah. uh, you probably manage that. <laughs> do you um, do you, do you have any hobbies that uh, that um, attract stuff? My wife once looked me in the eye. Uh, I so love it when you say my wife. You really sound like an old Northern <laughs> colleague. My, my lovely wife, my eye. She uh, she looked me in the eye and said, "Alan, I cannot imagine you ever having any hobbies." <laughs> Which she may as well have said, "You are utterly disinterested in most things and quite lazy." Uh, but she was right. She's a woman of several hobbies. She's got loads going on, you know. Like but, um, what? Oh, she's. Uh, Pang she's, sounds slightly suspicious. Yes. Well, she's got a banana collection. <laughs> she's got I know a of. banana guard. Yeah. Um, she's. Uh, will, will she? Will it? Will that to that banana um, box she's got? Will it? Would it take a plantain? No, oh, it wouldn't. no, no! It's banana sized. I think according to EU standard size. Ah, okay. I don't. I don't think. I mean, the, maybe the banana, maybe the plantain guard is, is the next thing that could work on Dragon's Den if you do. One could argue, of course, that I see. I find with the, the whole idea of a of a of a box designed for a banana, mm. some bananas are almost straight, apart from a very last <laughs> mini. They have mm. the light swing yeah. of the, uh, yeah. the Pakistani fast bowler. <laughs> but um, some of them have a, a, a big curve, you know. They're, they're, they're much more, um, how can I put it, Tim Bresnan, a sort of a, it's early swing, you know, but it's, it's um, mm. significant. I, uh, <laughs> I, uh, I re- recently got a, a 3D television set, I may have said this to well, you. Right, how recently was this, Frank? Well, Last I kicked week? the wind on Corrie's <laughs> ten days ago. No, I didn't. <laughs> Uh, and uh, I wouldn't get one of those. I went to I went to the test match in Birmingham when they were doing the Mexican wave. About twenty of them was holding up plasma screen TV. <laughs> <laughs> I thought they, I, I thought I was fanned fanned <laughs> by their by their contraband. I don't know if you've ever been fanned by contraband. It, it is, it's 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 the ultimate experience. And I thought maybe because then I remember I got me three D telly and then I remembered I'd got uh, I'd kept a, a viewfinder. Oh yeah. From my uh, childhood. Now you may it might be before your time. A viewfinder was this like it was a sort of a beige 
set of goggles. Oh, yeah. And you used to oh, put these yeah. circular things in. Very yeah. Thunderbirds, the architecture yeah. of it. And it had yeah. a fabulous action. You'd pull the lever down on the side, go... And it would switch around, and it was fabulous 3D. Mm-hmm. It was brilliant. I mm. had I had the Popeye. The Popeye discs were second to none. Mm-hmm. I mean, the 3D effect. Mm. I used to I used to reach out for that spinach. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I had... Um, Dactari, remember that? Is oh, sorry to hear that. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Antibiotics. You know, people, on it. people. <laughs> Germaline was fine. <laughs> okay, there's an aftertaste. I said, get over it. Um, no, Dactari used to be. It was set in uh, in on a game reserve. Do you not remember? It used to have. Uh, oh yes, I know a jeep, that. Frank, uh, zebra yeah. print. Jeep yes. And, yeah. Cla- oh. and Clarence the Cross-eyed Lion, mm. which in three days terrified. Oh, I bet. <laughs> Anyway, so I, I, I've sort of got a, a little array of... Uh, uh, Jonathan Ross gave me a, a viewer, oh. which was a primitive thing, and he had um, sort of uh, pin-up girls in 3D on it. Oh. And I also... Um, I've got a packet of malted milk biscuits. I don't know if you're familiar with I'm that. just listing the contents of your cupboard now. <laughs> no, I've always thought that... You know the malted milk biscuits, one yes, with the cows on? Yes. I've always thought that they... Cha- they began 3D. <laughs> Oh, right. That was my first real 3D experience, <laughs> was those. It's, the, the cows are in a, I suppose you'd call it a biscuit-based freeze. Whether mm. they're freezing, I don't know. Mm. But it does, it has a 3D effect. If you get a li- light on it in the same way, you feel like you can step behind that cattle. And so is that why you've kept it? I've kept it, Presumably yeah. you spotted it's past its sell-by date. It's probably collectible now. I'll just keep it rather <laughs> well, than no, I'm it. not planning it to eat. It's for, it's for a visual effect. So. <laughs> It's just a strange thing to have kept biscuits for oh, all this you so when do you think they went? When do you think they went off? What, what year are we talking? Are they from, the biscuits? I'd say they're, oh, they're not that long. I'd say they're late 90s. Late 90s? That's still a while. But they haven't gone... They haven't furred up. <laughs> <laughs> Ambassador, you're spoiling cattle. us. You could brush those cattle now. They're furred over. Hey, <laughs> popstick. I have to groom them on a regular basis. <laughs> Now, so I'm, I'm 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 always on the market for something which might put me in the the stuff, uh, the stuff. Collection. So you can get mm-hmm. the paraphernalia, mm. a hobby with paraphernalia. That's, that's you see, I, one of my hobbies was always a uh, Tudor monarchy. So what's great is there is so much paraphernalia with that. Mm. Yeah, Henry VIII key rings, actual dolls, yeah. actual dolls, mm-hmm. as opposed to <laughs> simulated dolls. <laughs> no, I mean historical dolls. Yes, yeah. Yeah, yeah, of the Tudor kings and queens Cook of Great Britain. Oh, I don't know about those. Old cookbooks. Did you ever go for any... Have you ever acquired any authentic um, memorabilia from the period? No, I haven't, actually. Because, you know, it, it exists, you know. Oh, does it? I saw uh, some parchment um, signed by Queen Elizabeth I. Mm-hmm. Not Henry VIII, I don't know, but, you know, same family. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's quite exciting to see classic. Mm. Who showed you that? Was that your neighbour? No, it was in a. It was in. It was available. <laughs> no, his yeah. neighbour. Yeah, my neighbour is Thomas Cranmer. <laughs> <laughs> no, but keeps na- himself to himself. Where's <laughs> a lot of velvet? Oh, I said that collects the lint, doesn't it? Frank, your neighbour is the Archbishop of Canterbury. <laughs> that is true. He he might have. Uh, <laughs> That's who I was referring to. He's he your next door neighbour. He might have some Tudor memorabilia. I anyway, have we heard well, from the outside world? Of well, we have Frank. Um, this is from Darren Topping. Hi, Frank, Emily and the Cockcrawl. I like the sound of Darren Topping. Mm, so do I. Yeah. Mm. Um, I like that he uses the Cockcrawl. He's one of the... He uses the Cockcrawl? Well, I won't stand for it. <laughs> <laughs> I never even knew. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. 
Um, just wanting to draw your attention to an article I spied on the BBC News website. Are we allowed to plug the BBC? Sorry about that. That's all right. About erstwhile friend of the show, Peter the Wild. <laughs> ah, mm. Peter the Wild. Erstwhile still. Friend of the show. For those of you who are new listeners to the show, Peter the Wild, um, who was the king who we belonged to, was he? I can't remember. He was one of the Georges, yeah. Yeah, I think it was George, George. the First. George oh, the First, and he was a sort of a house pet. Mm. He's a feral boy. Yeah. Mm. Uh, quite wild. Mm-hmm. So idiot, idiot savant, but not savant really. Well, we don't know whether he was an Indian savant. He's he's a he's a he's clouded mis- clouded in mystery, um, Peter the Wild. But well, a, let's put it this way: he's a bit of a character. We mm-hmm. have some new information on him. Um, the author of the article postulates that Peter may have acted in the way that he did because of a congenital condition rather than general feralness. What did inherited it- that means, doesn't it? Yes. Yeah. Okay. What did interest me more, though, was that the portrait of Peter the Wild on the webpage draws attention to the same epicanthic folds on his eyes as Alan's. Oh, blimey! Yes. <laughs> Far be it for me to allege that Alan may somehow be descended from Peter the Wild. Oh, I hope so. But this coincidence made me mildly excited in the last few minutes of my working day. So what do we think? He did have. Well, he does uh, have are you going to suggest the leather collar, or shall I? <laughs> <laughs> I think Liesel did that the other week. <laughs> yeah, there's too many chains on that one. You couldn't sneak anywhere. It was. Um, well, I'd, I'd love to think you're related to Beta the Wild. Have you ever done any? Have you ever looked into your family tree? I thought you were going to say, have you ever done any look-alike work? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I uh, frequently earn £25 on an afternoon <laughs> pretending I'm Peter the Wild. Oh, really? Well, I, I, I the certainly... Greater Manchester area. It's uh, better than uh, balloon modelling, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. For the kids, get Peter... Get a feral child in on a, on a, on a leather lead. Of course, uh, Peter the Wild existed back in the days when feral children were uh, singular. Now, whoa, the streets are awash with them. Exactly. Yeah, he wouldn't, he wouldn't have stood out at all. Not at all. No, um, no I, uh, I don't know if I am related to Peter the Wild, but <laughs> <laughs> perhaps this very podcast will leapfrog my career and I might end up on Who Do You Think You Are? That would be, be, be brilliant, <laughs> We can it? find out. You're fine, you're related to Kim the Wild? <laughs> <laughs> Marty the Wild. I mean, there's a whole, whole well, load of a lot of wilds it. out there, aren't there? It's a, uh, it's a very odd idea, idea that he's. Uh, I'd love to find out you're related to, and that would absolutely make my day. <laughs> I think the first time we met, you said that I might be related to Bruce Lee or uh, or Monkey from. Uh, what oh was the God! Program? I'm so sorry. What was the program? I can only apologise. <laughs> it sounds as if my mouth simply ran away program. with me. Monkey, some. Oh. Yeah, it's called Monkey. A monkey yeah. Pigsy, yeah. Is it Monkey from Animal Magic or something like that? No, it no Monkey was it? Was a was a martial mm. arts oh, program? Right. Yeah, yeah. Badly dubbed. David Carradine. I didn't say you look like a monkey from Animal <laughs> Magic. That would have been a real. <laughs> Did I say you know, Alan? You look like a cotton-eared marmoset. <laughs> <laughs> Anyone ever told you that? Frank on radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Absolute Radio. So Frank and Alan Cockrell. I've got I, I've got a bit of a dilemma. Okay. I've got myself into a little bit of a judge pickle. It's a bit of a tricky situation <laughs> and I need your help. Okay. A bit pickles the terrier who found the, the Jules Rimet trophy. It is a little bit. <laughs> oh no. Um okay. So here's the deal. Mm-hmm. I met a new GBF recently. Alan, do you know what that is? Frank will definitely. GBF? I, I, I almost am one. That's the clue. Yes. GBF? I'm Go on, hit me with it. Tell us. 
It's a gay best friend. Very good, Frank. And you're nearly one. Well, you know, I'm not gay, but I'm camp. Right. Yeah. I'm uh-huh. a bit like... Uh, you know that, that guy who does the diving advert? Who's that diver who Tom does Tom Yeah. Daly? Yeah. Camp. Mm. But, right. <laughs> well, he's, he's quite only, young. I he's think, a young boy, really. Yeah, he's, we, we don't... It's like that moment in a pool game when neither collar has been potted. <laughs> you know, the, the decision is still there. I'll tell you what, when you said at the start of this that you're a bit camp and now you've picked a teenage boy as an example, I'm thinking, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, you, well, you've proved I, your point. Anyway. <laughs> so, yeah, so... So, you, I you met this GBF, and mm. when I say I met... We both sort of... He's not unconnected with the fashion industry... No, well, that's... well, he would be. So we we see each other. We're both on the same guest lists. Put it that way. We haven't actually <laughs> met up yet. <laughs> so I see him at these various soirees, and we bond. We Lovely. have a giggle. We destroy people's reputations. It's great. It's everything that, you'd yeah. want. Good clean fun. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> so recently, he sort of upped the ante with the friendship and his gay best friend status, saying, "Oh, should we meet, should we meet up?" Let's go, let's go for dinner. I thought, great, that'll be great. We can talk about shoes and men, fabulous. I've just found out he's not gay. Oh. How, how did you find that out? Someone told me. Because I was talking about my gay best friend and she said, I'm going to make a phone call. And she said, he's not gay. I found out. He's got a string of exes. Uh, now I feel like a lamb to the slaughter. Well, what is this about? No, but are you suggesting that he pretended to be gay to lure you in? Oh, very much so. Oh, really? Oh, mm. no. Really? Did, he, did he, he adopt a misleading walk? <laughs> 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 he just, he never referred to exes, or I think he knew, that I, I think he thought I assumed he was gay, and he went along with it. I thought he was trying to get him by the back door. He was duplicitous. <laughs> I, I believe it. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> and, um, no, but I will not go there. <laughs> no, what I mean. Yes, he was. You, th- you honestly think he was. Uh, you honestly think he was. You, you've got to keep going. I'm sorry, I didn't Hopefully, mean it. no one will notice. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> so, it's, it's the little things in life, isn't it? Oh, it's getting worse. Okay. Oh, no. Let's start again. So, um,. But, but I you think l- he was being duplicitous. Yeah. Don't you, Frank? What's your view of it? Well, I mean, if you like him, then um, what difference does it make? I liked him because he was gay. Oh, well, that's... There's some sort of... Uh, there's an ism there, but I don't know what it is. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, Yeah, but do you, do you... Could you imagine him as a, um, well, as a partner? As no. a straight. Can you imagine him as a straight... <laughs> Well, no, I think the trouble is, I don't know, because it's changed everything about him. And what I liked about him was our sort of camp fun chats about men. We won't be able to have those anymore. No, true. He's suddenly he's become a threat, I think that's what's happened. Very much so. Yeah. Very much so. So you're going to go for dinner, though, anyway? Well, I don't know. This is what I'm asking I'll you bet. to. What shall I do? Yeah, I think go on the date. Go on the date. Go but you're calling date. it a date already, and that's what I don't like. Well, it is. You said it was a date. He was my gay best friend, though, and I preferred him then. Why don't you get your hair cut really short? <laughs> G- go in a three-piece tweed suit, smoking a pipe. <laughs> the biter bit. <laughs> that would put him off. Well, I, um, I, I don't know. I, I, you know, I think if you bond, I don't yeah. see why you can't convert that into something a bit more... Yeah. ...permanent. Well, maybe. OK, well, I'll go then, guys. Yeah, go I'll on, keep I you posted. I'd like to see you get fixed up with someone, because, okay. to be honest, as single friends go, you've never really filled the agenda. I mean, to me, the whole point of having a single friend is that they're, they're always available. <laughs> <laughs> you can phone them, you know, I'm going out in half an hour. Will you come with me? Yeah, I'll be there.
Yeah. You know, they sit around moping, let's mm. face it, most of the time. But you're always... I, I need a very social life. Social life. Your, your yeah. social life diminishes when you have a partner. <laughs> so, um, I, yeah, you're, well, you're a keep... rubbish single friend, if you don't uh-huh. mind me saying. I'll keep you posted. Well, I'm, I'm excited about it. Mm. I mean, yeah. Well, um, do you think he'll? Do you think he'll gra- gradually let you know? Do you think he'll gradually lengthen the stride? Yeah, <laughs> just become straighter as the night goes yeah, on. Exactly. <laughs> just start wearing worse clothes the long, longer I get to know him. Maybe, maybe. Don't but get offended. You both looked a bit hurt. Yeah, no, no I'm, I, I'm I felt fine. that. I, I felt can that. live with that. Mm. He might order steak and chips. He's <laughs> 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 coming really macho. Yeah, I've uh, been at the football. I'm having steak and chips. What? What's become of you? You're eating carbs. <laughs> yeah, you can't. You won't be eating carbs in the fashion industry. <laughs> Not anywhere near me, you won't. No, God, can you imagine it? Mm. I've, uh, I felt that I'm getting a bit camper on stage here in Edinburgh. The, uh, I wasn't going to mention that. I, I, I genuinely thought, ooh, I'm, I'm performing slightly camply. What's going on? Well, anyone who thinks, ooh, I'm performing <laughs> slightly <laughs> camply, is halfway there. And I'm not often uh, mistaken, but it's mm. happened to me once or twice in my life that I've been... This is, uh, this is true. Years ago, um, TV's Mickey Flanagan and myself were uh, performing... Are you, you going to do the impression? Uh, I might later oh, on. We'll love, see. I lo- can I just say I love the cockerels, Mickey Flanagan impression. It's second to none. We were in uh, we were in Leicester uh, back before he was the, uh, the the household name he is now. Who and Leicester? The, Leicester Piggott. Yes. <laughs> and uh, we were in. A, uh, we'd realised that the hotel had a, a deal with a gym down the road, and so we could go for a swim. And so we went to a pound shop in Leicester to buy swimming trunks. Right. And this uh, member of staff came over whilst Mickey, with his sort of shoulder-length hair, was holding some swimming trunks up against, <laughs> against his waist. And I was holding mine up going, I think I'm going to get these and he's going to... And this, uh, this woman from Leicester, unprovoked, said, um, I knew a homosexual gentleman once, <laughs> about 20 years ago, when I worked in a library. And, uh, and she said, um, do you know what? He went to prison for killing his partner. That was the end of her story. <laughs> yeah, I have to say though, I love that story. It's pithy. Yeah, mm. it's got a bit of everything in it. it hasn't it? It's got retail. It's got it's sadness. Obviously, it's, it's very it's, Joe Orton. There's a murder, <laughs> <story's> <laughs> yeah, isn't it? it? Might have been Joe Orton. I don't know. Was yeah. it? Yeah, I'd, no. I'd have mentioned that if it had been Joe Orton. Anyway, Any, carry on. Anyway, no, no Mickey Flanagan in person. Oh, there was no Mickey Flanagan. I was hoping it would just come up, but it didn't. Oh. I can't just do it. He's got quite a repertoire. Piece of the Wild, Mickey Flanagan. Yeah, I do. Uh, Go on, do us a quick I Mickey do, uh, Flanagan. <laughs> I'll tell you what, Mickey Flanagan, this is absolutely true. Again, I keep saying that as if I'm a compulsive liar. But yeah, he's I'm, the, I'm presuming the other stuff you say on the show is true. Yeah, yeah, he's so cockney. He's the first person I've ever heard say, core blimey, in <laughs> natural conversation. Right. And what had happened was we came up to Edinburgh and um, Pete Harris had told us, oh, there's a good Indian place, Indian food. Pete Harris, where, uh, I should say, is a sort of a comedy entrepreneur. Yes, once upon a time. And... Uh, uh, he took us to this Indian restaurant that in the time since Pete had been it had changed hands and become quite expensive and, uh, and Mickey Flanagan opened the uh, menu, saw how dear it was and, uh, was and went, cool, blimey where did they get their bloody chicken from Pete, what's going on <laughs> and, and I was just looking at him going I've never heard anyone say cool, blimey in my life except on EastEnders there you go 
feel, I feel like I, I was poked it. into impersonating Yeah, but that's if you got a good in, in person, uh, impression, people I'm always... i sure mm. it was good. I've, I've been a bit worried that I talked through my nose. I think I'm getting in touch with the Ed Miller band. Oh, just the no. last few weeks, I've thought, hang on. You're maybe. camp, you're talking through your nose. I just don't know who I am anymore. <laughs> no, it, it sounds to me you're your mid-metamorphosis. Yeah. <laughs> Are you a time lord? <laughs> maybe. Maybe that'll be it. Have we heard anything else from our beloved we listeners? We have. We had an email that I, uh, I, I wasn't sure I, I knew what was being talked about. Uh, an email from Rachel Sheridan who said, Hi Frank, Emily and Al. Oh, she, she's opted for the over-familiar owl, which I've started to do. I'm, yeah. I worry she's a bit early for the I never, owl I never thought I'd say this, but I prefer the cockerel. Thank you. <laughs> I was, uh, <laughs> Didn't you say that in that Indian restaurant? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's what I had. I had <laughs> cockerel masala, I had. Yeah. Um, That's what... Um, Emily's GBF told her. <laughs> <laughs> Turned out to be talk. Anyway, carry on. I was listening to your fabulous radio show whilst at work and I was prompted to write in upon hearing that you fell out of bed at least once every three weeks as a child. Yes. Now, uh, I missed that bit, but I have not ever fallen out of bed. I but should I say I was a trawlerman. A boy <laughs> trawlerman. Slept on boat a lot. No, I did. I was saying I, I, I reminisced about how I missed falling out of bed, how excited it used to be to wake up in a sudden mm. heap. Oh, yeah, yeah. She's saying that she's never fallen out of bed, but believed it to be such a glamorous nighttime activity as a seven year old girl that I pretended I had fallen out of bed, made a loud <laughs> banging noise on the floor of my bedroom, and waited for my parents to find me. That's nice, isn't it? <laughs> I like her. And. Uh, one of uh, one of the first nights I spent with my wife, she fell out of bed. She fell out of bed, yeah. and I was in a sort of a weird. Well, she like, was drunk. Yeah, oh, absolutely. <laughs> she's trying to get away. I'd say I'd say possibly for the first seven and a half years, she's only recently sobered, um, oh. and uh, and uh, yeah, she fell out of the bed, and I was in a bit of a sort of half half wake, half sleep, dream like state. Mm. So she fell out of bed, and I responded to it by saying, "Are you going to be all right for work?" Are you a bit late for work? And she went. Oh, she was fall. still on the floor. Yeah, she was you on call, the floor. You called down to her. <laughs> she was on the floor, and I spoke to her on the oh, floor, going, no. are, you, "Are you sure you're fine for time, or something like that?" Very weird. I wouldn't mind, but you sleep in the top bunk, don't you? Yeah, get exactly, it was bunks. <laughs> <laughs> she hit the ladder twice on the way down. <laughs> no, I um, I think that's a great thing as a kid to do a sort of a bogus bed plummet. Yeah. <laughs> Bogus bed plummet sounds like a, if you said bogus bed plummet the third, it would sound like a nineteen twenties American congressman. <laughs> I used to find there were some phrases that you could put the third on the end of. <laughs> Somebody once called me a molly coddled mommy's boy, and if you said molly coddled mommy's boy the third, that sounds like an American writer, maybe from the nineteen mm. sort of Hollywood Hollywood gossipist. One of my back catalogue. Really? <laughs> mm. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> What else? So, well, Frank, I've discovered a new word this week. You know I like a new word. Well, mm. you like a new word as well, don't oh, you? We're fans of language here. Mm, we are. And this new word is called hanger. Hanger. Sorry to get, call my bluff on you, but can you tell me what you think it means? It's nothing to do with an aeroplane no. housing. No, no. Is it hanger? Put, put shirts? No, but thank you for Frank Muir for trying. <laughs> it is... I'll tell you what, exactly what it is, Frank. It's a portmanteau word, which means two words become one. Oh, uh, OK. It's the anger you experience when you're hungry. Oh, I get I'm that. Do you, you get that? Oh, I, I get it all the time. The girls at Instyle go, eat, have you eaten? They have to bring me food. Mm, that's why I find it. Instyle magazine. <laughs> what do they bring you? 
half a jelly tot. <laughs> in fairness, the first time I met you, you did eat a sugar cube in front of me. <laughs> yeah. I was yeah. going to she say, used to be a centaur. <laughs> no. She had to have that part surgically removed. I was channeling Sarah Jessica She stopped Parker. with the behind. Thank you. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> well, we went to a, a cafe yesterday after I arrived in Edinburgh. I went out with her uh, and I said, I'm going to eat. Are you having anything, Em? And she said, I'm not really eating at the moment. <laughs> I mean, for God's sake. Vagaries of fashion. I just meant that moment. You're no, right. but I do like hanger. Hanger, I think it's quite good. Because don't you find you get grumpy, Frank? Because I find you get grumpy. You know, I used when you to do this. Eaten. I used to do this when I thought it was blood sugar and stuff, but it seems to be disappearing as I get older. I, I, I could go for days now, I think. Really? Yeah, I, I think I've got a bit of camel in me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, I don't know. It seems I don't need as much as I, as I used to need. Although mm. I did, I had, a, I had a terrible food-based faux pas. This oh yeah. I, I was at the. I'll tell you, I was at the test match last week, mm-hmm. and I was sitting next to the lady who is the wife of the president of the English cricket board. So a very important lady. Mm. And they had these fabulous scones. Are they scones or scones? Anyway, they had scones. 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 Yeah. Thick cream jam, and I made a big one of these, and and, and I looked, and she, she was, you know, she was a, a woman, probably, I don't know, I suppose she was late 40s early 50s mm. I said uh, I bet you have had a few cream scones in your time haven't you <laughs> you did not I did but I meant <laughs> because you, you're married to a senior cricket official you must have a lot of tea intervals at various <laughs> grounds she went yeah. bright re- oh I felt I awful. can't believe you said that that is a big one <laughs> That's, I mean, she had I can't a that's bas- you said that. That's basically what you were saying. <laughs> and, uh, it, no, it was ter- she, her face went red, and she had white hair and a small uh, brown pillbox hat on. She looked like a scone. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it, it was a terrible moment. But um, yeah, I used to get it really bad. That um, I used to get very irritable if I mm. hadn't eaten. I toyed with the idea. Do you remember the old baby walkers? Oh yeah! I used to sit in a harness on like oh, yeah. like four legs on wheels, and mm-hmm. I used to walk around. I've often thought, in you know, as I've got into my middle age, well, I wouldn't mind one of them now. Mm. I'd appreciate <laughs> it more now. Yeah, you could go for a walk, you know, maybe hundred yards, and you could sit for a bit and just just push, <laughs> and then get up again when you feel refreshed, you know. And I thought, you know, I could have one of those with a drip on it, a saline drip. <laughs> yeah, I would, you know, I'd never get hungry. And I tell you the brilliant because the legs spread out quite a bit. You wouldn't get, you know, you get a face sprayer talking to you. Those oh, people yeah. that get too close, mm-hmm. they keep you to natural. Yeah, they keep, keep them at a natural distance. distance. I think they sh- the adult baby walker has been. Uh, it's something that's been uh, dismissed. Gap in the market. Mm. I think so. Yeah. Well, baby gap in the market. Yeah. <laughs> Loving it. I tell you something. I, I don't get. It's not so much that I get angry when I don't have food, but mm. when I when I really get angry is when the people of the third world. Don't have food. That's what makes me angry. Mm. There'll be more from <laughs> Bob Geldof stocking a lift <laughs> next Thursday on Radio Four. <laughs> next, the book of bedtime. <laughs> Fern Cotton reads the unbearable lightness of being. <laughs> this is Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio.